0: From the heart of Rune Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, Summoners, and welcome back to another episode of League of Legends Radio. I am your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Uh, I've been thinking a little bit about the show and how it's structured and the listenership and some of my strengths and weaknesses as a host and of the show as a whole, and I'm thinking that I'm going to change the format slightly. So typically in the past, it's been intro, two segments, outro, and then that's the show. But I'm thinking I'm actually going to cut it down to one segment per show. Uh, I think that that's a little bit easier to digest, and it can let me focus a little bit more on that one topic, rather than trying to cram two unrelated things into the same show. Uh, I've been talking with some of you guys, some of my listeners, and one thing that you guys seem to universally like is my length compared to other gaming, and especially League of Legends podcasts, rather than being an hour to an hour and a half, it's uh, 20 to 30 minutes. So... Each show should tend to be about 20 minutes from now on. I'm not making any guarantees about that, but that's what I'm predicting it'll be if some shows go longer, some shows go shorter, that that's just how it is, but expect shows to be about 20 minutes from now on with one major segment. Another thing, I will hopefully over spring break, which for me I think starts on the 12th if I'm not mistaken, but... I'll hopefully be revamping the show a little bit, which means cleaning things up, stuff like intro, outro music will be more masterfully employed, transitions will be a bit smoother. So just cleaning up those little things like that, that will really help take the show to the next level where I would really like it to be at. So that's the news for League of Legends Radio. For this episode, I'm going to be talking about a somewhat controversial topic which is how riot should balance the game is it that it should be balanced around pro players or should it be balanced around you know the 99% which is us that's what we've got heading into this show so stick around and so stick around and listen for my masterful insight on the topic of League of Legends game balancing of which I am an expert definitely not just pulling this stuff out of my ass let's go you know guys i really enjoy this podcasting stuff i like doing it i just thought i should say that <laughs> but how should riot games balance league of legends um all right i'm going to give you a short answer and it's just going to explain the whole thing very quickly because it's a very two-dimensional topic right wrong balancing league of legends is a very very difficult job uh... it's an interesting job because with most jobs you know it's get task a done and then start on task b or start tasks b and c at the same time and once you finish one i'll give you another task. but with balancing league of legends as soon as you fix one problem another one pops up it uh... kinda reminds me of The, you know the cartoon scene where it's the, they're in the rowboat, I don't even know who they is, but it's got the characters in a rowboat, and as soon as one leak pops up, they plug it with their finger, and then another one pops up, and they plug that one with their finger, and it's just, they're all trying to plug all the holes, and of course it doesn't work, because you only have so many fingers that you can use to plug the holes, and that's kind of balancing League of Legends for me, it's not really a series of tasks as much as it is you've got overarching goals and then you've got immediate goals from what i've seen so immediate goal would be hey let's make cogma not be ridiculously broken whereas a long term goal would be say introducing more interesting itemization for marksman that's the difference between a long term goal and a short term goal short term goal kind of reminds me of the plugging up holes whereas a long-term goal I don't have an analogy for but pretend that I just made one that aside I think that balancing League of Legends is an extremely difficult task I've been very critical of the balance team in the past uh if I'm being honest I still am I think that some of their decisions are questionable uh Zinzao I'm looking at you I don't I, I, okay that's a discussion for another time I'm not going to talk about it I'm going to talk about it I promise promise this is about LCS versus the unwashed masses. And there are a lot of different philosophies on how this game should be balanced. And an argument that I often see pop up is should Riot Games balance around the professional scene, the LCS, or should they balance it around, you know, 99% of the people who play their game? You would think that giving a better, more enjoyable experience for everyone aka us, would be better for them, rather than just balancing for the top level of play. Because we see things happen, like uh, champions like Master Yi, I have not seen him played in the LCS, which I said I would watch, but I'm a filthy liar, so sorry about that, guys. But I haven't seen him played, even though he's destroying in solo queue right now. Uh, This is probably the best I've ever seen Master Yi in solo queue in a very Long time, so I mean, that's kind of that's cool for me, but it's also really annoying because he gets banned and picked and all that stuff. Uh, shout out to Sejuani Mains back in the Cinder Hulk meta. But, anyways, Master Yi is an example of a champion that is rarely played in the competitive scene. He's seen it, he's seen the competitive scene before, but he's not a super popular pickup for pro players but he will always do well in solo queue and so should he be gutted for solo queue because he's so strong there and then have absolutely no chance of ever being picked in the competitive scene or should he be allowed to be strong in solo queue and then be mediocre to slightly below average in the competitive scene that comes down to a question of how they want League of Legends to be played. And I think that question was recently answered with the implementation of Dynamic Q. League of Legends, the question for me is, should it be seen as a team game, or should it be seen as an individual game, or should it be seen as a game where individuals make up a team? So Master Yi, Shaco, these kinds of champions that just feed on solo queue... The chaos, the lack of organization, the picking off the 80 carry, those kind of champions are usually good in solo queue because they can exploit the lack of organization of the enemy team rather than actually the champions themselves being extremely good. It. Whereas when the level of communication goes up, aka LCS, uh, ranked fives, etc., and people are more versed in what to do against these type of threats, then they become significantly weaker than a champion like Lulu. So Lulu's pretty good in solo queue, but I think that there are better picks because Lulu doesn't offer a lot of raw damage on her own, and she requires trust in a teammate, which, eh, I mean, it's your funeral. <laughs> but in the competitive scene, Lulu is always an excellent pick because she when you get that level of trust with your teammate she can turn one champion into this unkillable just juggernaut and that can be an extremely valuable asset when you can trust your teammates to perform you can't trust your teammates to perform in solo queue which is why supporting sucks but well I mean and the fact that supporting just isn't fun um. <laughs> so certain champions are more suited for one environment than the other, and the argument of competitive scene versus solo queue really comes down to a individual skill versus team strategy argument. What kind of a game is League of Legends? Before I would have said that honestly you should balance for both, and if something's just doing extremely well in the LCS, The chances are good that it's doing well in, you know, solo queue. Not all the time. Uh, I think Elise is a good example of that. I don't feel like Elise is amazing in solo queue. But she does extremely well in the competitive scene. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but she just always has seemed underwhelming to me in most scenarios. But I digress. Before, I would have said both. Yes, it's a team game where you have to play as a team, but... At the end of the day, your solo queue ranking is a measurement of your individual skill. So individual skill should be accounted for. But with the implementation of Dynamic Queue, this game has been made an increasingly team-oriented game, which it kind of should have been from the start. I don't love Dynamic Queue. I don't hate it as much as I used to. Um, I still think that taking away the solo queue of League is a little bit sad. I mean, you can still play solo queue, of course, but I do think, however, that the good thing about dynamic queue is that it lets us do what Ranked was originally intended to do, which is emulate pro players, and that's really all that Ranked is. It We're all ranked on this giant ladder, and, you know, the higher up you get, the more prestige you earn until you you know get into the LCS and start making millions of dollars and getting all the hot babes and whatnot cuz uh, that's the life of an LCS player I'm sure and I mean deep down pretty much everyone who plays ranked would like to be there not everyone necessarily wants to get there and is gonna put in effort to get there but You know, everyone has seen that at some point and thought that that looked like a pretty good life. So, we're all playing ranked on this giant competitive ladder with that being the, you know, quote-unquote end goal, even if most of us know that we'll never make it. And yet, the differences between solo queue and the competitive scene, even at the challenger level, are just, make them two different games to play. First of all, the trust and coordination is never going to be as on par in solo queue. Um, It's just everyone knows that. It's not going to happen. And the way that the game is played, the way that objectives are traded, the way that map rotations work, the level of planning done beforehand is all different in the LCS compared to solo queue. So solo queue is always going to be a weak imitation, and even dynamic queue where two 5v5 teams go up against each other is going to be a weak imitation of the LCS but having two teams of five go up against each other in dynamic queue is a hell of a lot closer than having ten individuals just scrapping it out in solo queue so dynamic queue is a lot closer is the point of all this is a lot closer to the LCS than the old version of solo queue ever was so Riot has made their stance clear. League of Legends is meant to be played with friends or with teammates. Not other players, with teammates as a team game. And so for me, that makes the answer pretty obvious. The game should be balanced around LCS. If the goal is to emulate pro players, then you should be trying to play like a pro player. Sure you're not going to be there you're not you're not as good as a pro player I'm not as good as a pro player ninety nine point nine 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 percent of us aren't as good as pro players, but that's okay because we're trying and we don't have to be there to be able to apply some of the same strategies and the same thinking and the same skill set now five bronze players, even though they've got communication they've got skype working or Curse voice, or whoever the hell wants to sponsor me. They've got that working. <laughs> they've, you know, drafted their picks. They've drawn out team comps, all this stuff. And then they still get 1v5 pentakilled by Master Yi. Yeah, it happens. Because even though they did all that, they took all those steps, they just don't have the knowledge of execution that they need to do it. And that's okay. They'll get better, they'll learn. And then hopefully when they get a little bit higher up, they'll be able to execute that plan properly to shut down the Master Yi. But hurting Master Yi just because incompetent players can't deal with him is just unfair. And I mean, there are other examples. He's just one that I'm very familiar with, so that's why I'm using it. But balancing the game around those inexperienced players would be a mistake, is the point that I'm getting at. Riot has given us the tools... And the means to play this game more competitively than we ever could in the past. As soon as they implement voice chat, things are going to get real. I'm really hoping that's a season six thing because it's way past overdue. Pretty much the point that I'm getting at is that Riot has made it clear that League of Legends is meant to be played as a cooperative, competitive game. And the highest level of Competition and cooperation, that's a word, <laughs> is the LCS or the LCK or the LPL or the other ones that I watch frequently on a regular basis. Because Riot has shown us that they value those traits that make those games so competitive and fun, uh,. <laughs> but because riot is telling us to value those same skill sets and the same type of play as is done at that top level for me that's how the game should be balanced too that it only makes sense to me for that to be the logic behind the game balance is playing it in a similar way to them and if you want to emulate them on cooperation and competitiveness, and you know, all being in voice chat, all that kind of stuff. If you want to emulate them on that level, you have to also emulate them in gameplay. And so, just because you can't, you're not good enough to stop, you know, champion XYZ right now, that's always been known to stomp in solo queue, doesn't mean that that champion should suffer because you've been given the tools to stop that champion. You've been shown how to do it you know what you have to do and now you have ways to get your team to do it because even if you know the game plan against this champion in solo queue it's rare that everyone's going to know the counterplay to a specific champion even if you line it up for them tell them exactly what to do there's a no guarantee that they're listening and b no guarantee that they'll do it right and i mean you'll probably screw up too because i mean let's be real (laughs) I hope that what i'm saying makes sense you should now there's no excuse anymore (laughs) it's not i can't get my team to cooperate and take down this katarina and they never save their cc well at this point if you're really having that much trouble with those kinds of champions then you know how to deal with it you have been shown hey you can team up with people you can Really play this game like a professional player more than you ever could in the past. And that's a really powerful tool. So if you want those champions to get nerfed, wait for them to get played in the LCS. Because I don't think that most of them are going anywhere. Because there is a clear way to play against them. You just have to really buckle down and do it and there's no excuse for not doing it anymore. It's solo queue, and this champion will always be OP in solo queue. That doesn't really fly anymore. So, Riot Games should balance this around the highest level of play, because we can all emulate the highest level of play at this point, and that's a really cool thing. That's it. That's all we got. That's the episode. It was fun. Thank you guys for downloading. Uh your continued support of course means a lot to me. I think we're nearing our 1 year anniversary sort of soon, so I will be looking to do something for that. I need to find out the actual date that my first episode was published, but once I do that, we'll have a little birthday party and all that good stuff. <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys if you've been sticking around since the beginning. Or even if you're new. Um, regardless, I do want to meet you guys. So go ahead, shoot me over an email, ponderous at gmail. Uh, add me in game, ponderous sea lion. I always talk to the people who add me. I'll message you as soon as you do or as soon as I see it. And I would love to get some feedback. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at LOLegendsRadio or at ponderous sea uh at LO Legends Radio is probably gonna be my main Twitter account right now. Uh Ponderous C line is for when people actually care about me. That's <laughs> Uh That's all good though. Thank you guys for downloading this episode. Don't forget how many different platforms we're available on. Uh Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom. Uh there's more, but I can't think of all of them right at this second. Uh the audio boom launch was actually relatively recent and I really like audio boom, so definitely check it out if you have the time. That's more for my European, Australian, blah blah blah. People who aren't good American citizens but still listen to this show. Uh I think I've got my thank yous out of the way. I just thanked all of you like eighteen times. And what do you ever do for me? Nothing. You don't follow me on Twitter? You don't add me in game. You don't send me emails. Because you guys all hate me. That's okay. I'm resigned to it. It doesn't even hurt anymore. I just... My heart is completely cold and dead at this point. It's like none of them followed me on Twitter. Ugh. None of them added me in game. Ugh. None of them gave me five star reviews. (sighs) My heart. That's okay though. (laughs) Thank you guys for downloading this episode. And, as always, I'll catch you on the flippity-flop. And someone stole my... I I was watching something, and they said, like, the flippity-flip, and I was about to get a goddamn cease and desist up in there because that's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for downloading Flippity-Flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.